0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Lightroom. I'm really happy to have you guys on board. And I'm not it's not just because it's a nice thing to say as a host, oh I'm happy to have you guys on board. <laughs> it's not it. I'm actually really happy to have you listen to this. Over the weekend I saw a subscriber to the like room. I saw him in church and I was really happy. I mean, as I saw him, I just remembered he listens to the Lightroom podcast and my heart was so full. I don't know how to explain it. I felt like a celebrity for a split second, (laughs) but honestly, honestly, I'm really happy for the support that you guys have shown so far, the reviews, the comments, the shares. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. Okay, into the business of the day. Today we're talking on Christian devotions, devotions, devotions. (laughs) Anyway, we're talking on Christian devotions, and this topic is is key. It's really important for the next two three weeks. We'll be talking around this. If you grew up in a Christian home, you're you're not unfamiliar with the concept of Christian devotions. I mean, probably had yours by six a.m. in the morning in the Palo, and your parents drag you out of your room literally or otherwise and you're half asleep devotions are on till they call your name (laughs) that kind of vibe but christian devotion is more than that certain that's really important and to be honest while being in a family of believers like being born into a family where the parents believe doesn't make you christian it's it's still important there there is a foundation that being born into a christian family gives you that you can't buy any other place you can't trade it for anything so it's really beautiful if you grew up in a christian family and if you didn't you're still you still have a beautiful story as well because you're now part of a big family a family bonded by the spirit so you're not left out of the group chats don't worry about it so moving straight into it i will clear the air again being born into a circle of people that believe the gospel doesn't make you a believer. Going to church doesn't make you a believer. What makes you saved? What makes you Christian? What makes you a believer is that you believe in the finished work of Christ. You believe that God so loved the world, you are part of the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, including you, Whosoever believes shall not perish, but have eternal life. And you need to realize that God did this for you out of love. And, And that leads me to my next point on why Christian devotions are important. Christian devotions are important because God wants a relationship with you. He has always wanted a relationship with man. That's why he created man in the first place. He created man in his own image, after his likeness. And you'd see in the evenings... God would come down and fellowship with Adam, and it was, it was a beautiful thing till Adam fell, and fell out of alignment with God's will, and there was a divide. But God, in His proactive love, still found a way to reconcile us to Himself. The Bible says that we who were once afar off, the sacrifice of Jesus and His blood has brought us close. So there is no. There is no void. I remember in 2018, I went for a program, Edify, and I was with a friend of mine. She's late now. Her name is Wisdom. I remember doing a program. We were praying, and that period in my life was very... I don't even know how to explain the words to use, but there was just a lot going on in my head. (laughs) I think there's a lot going on in my head at different times of my life, but I mean, that period was something, right? I was very... I, I love Jesus. I mean, I was not trying to be an atheist, but there was something missing in my devotional life, and I just couldn't put my finger on it. During that meeting, my friend walked up to me and she hugged me during the prayer session and she told me there is no void. And I don't know how to explain what those words did to my devotional life i went back home and i ruminated over those words over and over again there is no void and looking into scriptures i i saw for myself that it's true there's no void with me and god there is no divide there is nothing that separates me from the love of God not nothing I've done nothing I can ever do separates me from God's love because think about it while we were yet in sin God in his love died for us so why why will he separate himself from you because of a fault now am I saying you should continue in faults no you you'd better understand what I'm saying if you have listened to our last a few episodes before this goody two shoes you understand what i'm talking about it works and being saved but it doesn't it doesn't mean you should be reckless but the truth is nothing nothing separates you from god's love he wants a relationship with you the relationship of a father and a child the relationship of two friends that's what god wants from you think about the the story of the son. And how he had rehearsed his speech. He had already planned what he was going to tell his father. He messed up. He didn't realize that he messed up big time. And he had planned. He wasn't even coming back to meet his father. He wasn't coming back out of remorse. So that, ah, pay this thing I did is not, not good. You know, I should come back to my father and ask him to forgive me. He came back because he was hungry. But this father saw his son from a distance ran towards that son and kissed him a greeting kiss to be clear kissed him and hugged him put him put a robe on him gave him his ring threw a party for him and that's just a mirror a a picture of what God does for you God loves you he loves you so much so don't think that there is anything you can do or there's anything you have done that taints your chances of a relationship with God of course, God wants you to live a holy life. God wants you to walk blameless. But it's, it's still God that's working in you to do those things. You can't do it on your own. So realize that God does want a relationship with you. He wants you to commune with him. He wants you to be able to understand him. Every relationship needs communication. I mean, imagine you're in a dating relationship. or you're even married, Gunnar. no. And <laughs> imagine you're in a... a romantic relationship between a man and a woman see in tl we don't assume anything we, we 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 are clear on what we mean in fact i, I have gist for you guys but i'll i'll push it to the end i'll send it a newsletter or if i'm touched at the end of the episode i'll gist you but let's move on so imagine being in a romantic relationship and you guys are just okay you know when you first start dating or when you first get together all the emotions are there there's a high and everything and you're like i will never leave you nor forsake you all this kind of promises people make or you make and then you guys start dating or you get married and then boom everything is i don't know somehow in the morning you wake up you look at a person you want to you you want to say good morning you want to you know talk how's your night did you sleep well and all of that but then you're like "Mm, i'm busy now i think i want to send a mail by the time i send a mail i'll now say good morning or then you now suddenly remember that you need money or you need something from your partner and then you now ask after asking then that's it or till you want to ask for something again i mean that would be an awkward needy somehow kind of relationship because beyond expressing your needs and desires there should be communication i mean there's this beauty in relating with people without even saying anything you can be in the same space with someone you don't have to talk about important things but that's where intimacy is built you can just hang out with your friends in the same place you're playing a game you're not talking about anything but there is intimacy because you're spending time with that person in the same way your relationship with God requires time. It requires communication. It's not communication if you're only telling God about your needs. God, give me bread. God, give me water. God and ice cream. Full stop. <laughs> this usually means I really love ice cream. So if if that's what your relationship with God is, it's it's immature to put it lightly. It's immature. The same way you would not expect an earthly relationship to thrive like that, you shouldn't expect your relationship with God to thrive on vibes and requests. Okay, it requires intentionality the same amount of intentionality you give to relationships that are important to you. Learn to give to your relationship with God, spend time. There's sometimes that you should just have um prayer sessions where you're not asking for anything. I, I feel like why people find devotions boring is because your devotion is need centered. there's no joy i mean the angels come around they're hearing you make requests and they just take their notes and leave there's no joy you're not you know you, you, it's more of a chore to you and i i acknowledge that having a devotional life takes uh, should i say hard work is not the word it takes discipline but there is delight in it okay it's the same way in your relationship with someone you love in a romantic way, you may not always feel like talking to this person, but that relationship is priority to you. So, even sometimes when you come talking with a person and sleep off, I mean, and people consider that cute, I mean, if you give that amount of attention to relationships that would not exceed your lifetime here, you should give much more to your relationship with God. Nothing should command your desires more than your relationship with god nothing should demand more attention from you and it's it's a habit to cultivate it's not something that would change overnight or you once one day in a month you pray for six hours and that's it it's better you talk consistently i mean long prayers are very important and we'll get to that but your relationship with god requires consistent communication when you realize that god speaks to you as well you learn to understand that prayer is communication. It's not just about you talking. And God could speak to you through his word. God could speak to you audibly. He could speak to you by his spirit in you. So listen out for those things. Don't get so carried away rambling and saying a list of things that you don't actually listen to what God has to say. That's many times that's the answer to your prayer, what God has to say about that situation, not what you're expecting, literally moving on to our third point god wants to be known and understood you know the people say things like even the bible says god works in mysterious ways and it's it's true right there's many things that we may not be able to logically comprehend about god's workings but it's not true that god does not want to be understood Think about it. Let's be rational. There's six books of the Bible and they all reveal God's character progressively. So how would you say that the God that gave you these books does not want to be understood? It doesn't make any sense. So why did he give you the books? Why is he he talked about in the books? Why is Jesus the center of scripture if he doesn't want you to understand him? It doesn't make any sense. God wants to be understood. He wants you to know him, know his will, understand his heartbeat. He wants you to be able to relate with him. When you, when you know these things, you'll be able to desire a better devotional life, a better devotional structure. God wants to be known. God wants to be known. Saying that God, God works in mysterious ways does not apply to um, your understanding God's nature. God can be understood and he wants you to understand him and you do that by constant fellowship with him, reading his word, praying, listening to what he has to say to you per time. Another reason why devotion is important is because our minds need to be renewed. We live in a terrible world, if I'm putting it lightly. In the past week, there's been several, there's been a bout of bad news everywhere on Twitter, in real life twitter is real life but everywhere has been a barrage of bad news and people in in the heat of the moment say a lot of things and the thing is that your mind never forgets those things and that's why devotion is important you need to renew your mind when the world says a if god says one it is one so for instance if um no matter what is going on in the world you need to understand that god is good He's always good and he never does bad. When you see from scripture that God's ultimate act of goodness was in the giving of his son, and you acknowledge that when things happen around the world that threaten your understanding of God's goodness, you remind yourself that God is good, he's always good, and he never does bad. You see, the wickedness we see in the world today is as a result of the free will of man, and God will not infringe on that. Yes, when we pray, we can effect changes. But our problem in this world is the weakness of man. And that weakness is based on man's sin nature. All right. But this is why devotion is important. Your mind gets a lot of information during the day. And many of them, many, many things you, you expose your mind to consciously or not affect you. All right. So you have to learn. You have to learn to renew your mind with god's word the world may tell you something else i mean for instance you are applying to jobs and you have been applying since january you have applied to a truckload of companies and all you've gotten from them rejection letters rejection letters um we appreciate you but um try again in our next recruitment process all those kind of discouraging things and then you may have started looking down on yourself but god says you are precious God says you are precious and God chose you. So many times when you feel that rejection, it's in devotion that you remember how important you are. Because as simple as this may sound, it makes a lot of people depressed. So this is another reason why devotion is important. It's important. I don't, I don't, there's no, I'm looking for other words to use as important. It's necessary. It's, it's, oh, necessary, important. Important, crucial, pertinent. <laughs> many, many other words can describe what I'm saying, but I want you to go home. Okay, you may be at home, but wherever you are, I want you to to let this sink in. Christian devotion is important. It's not it's not an option. To be honest, it's not something that you you, you are cheating yourself of the true experience of what it means to be saved. And what it means to belong to the family of god if you don't understand what christian devotion is okay so um the last thing i would the last point i will give here is it's an instruction we are instructed in scripture to pray without season we're instructed in scripture jesus said men ought always to pray and not to faint all right paul tells us in um, romans renew your mind So these things have been acknowledged in scripture. And we have a good example. We see that even Jesus, when he was here on earth, he prayed. Think about it, the Son of God, God in flesh, prayed while he was here on earth. And he didn't pray Jelenke prayers, according to my chaplain in secondary school. He didn't just do anyhow, five minutes prayers. I mean, those boosts are necessary. They are like power naps, right? power naps to a human being they are necessary but those long hours we see jesus setting an example for them you see even when scripture says as uh, as a minister unto the lord and fasted it was not it it can't be a fast if it was less than six hours it was less than a six hour period right just it it wasn't a fast then but when you read that scripture properly and you understand what they meant there you see that those people spend time they spend time Praying, they spent time fellowshipping with God. So these things require time. I'll give you one more example to drive this home. When you want to make calls with your loved ones, you may say, Okay, um hello, Data La Cruz, let's have a call by 9 p.m. Okay, and then by 9 p.m., you're having a call. At the beginning of the call, it's just going normal normal how was your day what did you eat this and that maybe by like 9 20 you remember something that happened um during the day and then you're just in person and you get so emotional and then there is back and forth back and forth and you forget that you said you wanted to end the call by 9 30 Maybe your credit finishes and the call drops off. You would buy credit again to continue the talk. So just think about that. If you can do that with earthly relationships, many times it's like that with our own devotions. Don't get so used to certain timers. And I'll talk more about this in the next episode. Certain timers that, okay, from 9 to 9.30, I will pray. There are many times at 9.30, you're actually not done praying. The same way you wouldn't hang up a call that is getting intense at 9.30 just because it's 9.30, is the same way you should learn to give time to Christian devotion. It matters. It matters. And one trick of the devil is to try to convince you that it's okay to just function at the barest minimum. It's not. The Christian life is fervent. The Christian life is passionate. And the Christian life demands your time. It demands time. Certain things off you and be ready to give it. You're a soldier of Christ, you're a light to this world, so act like it. Okay, for now, this is all I'm going to tell you. Stick around for the next episode next week. <laughs> I'll see you. Then. I'm not going to see you. You will hear me then. Alright, bye guys.